Welcome to the Revenue Accelerators Podcast, a show featuring B2B sales and business leaders. Hosted by Excelogy founder and 19-year sales veteran with leadership experience in strategic enterprise and telecom sales, Deep Trichonod. This show uncovers strategies and techniques business leaders have used to go from zero to one and beyond. If you enjoy this content, please subscribe, rate, and review the show to help us reach more people. Revenue Accelerators is brought to you by Excelogy. We help B2B sales leaders improve sales performance by leveraging our patent-pending data-driven sales coaching systems. Find us at www.excelogy.com. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to the Revenue Accelerators podcast. My name is Deep Trichonod and today I'll be talking about the school of hard knocks. And in sales, unfortunately, it's unavoidable. As much as you might want to and try to learn from the best of the best, get training, follow all the corporate citizen, being a good corporate citizen trainings and webinars and what have you, you're still going to run into the school of hard knocks. Every company has them, um, but every sales rep is made better for having run into those. For me, um, a quick anecdote, another one, I'm, I love my anecdotes. Early in my sales career, uh, my school of hard knocks, that, that when I say early, I'm talking it's 2008, um, around 2008 is one of my first, first sales exec bags. Um, soon after I became a sales rep from, from being a sales engineer for like eight years prior, um, in 2008, I had an opportunity to pitch a large insurance company. Um, and I was trying to displace a, an incumbent that had like, I don't know, 50% market share. So a, t- a tough incumbent to overcome. And we were kind of fledgling. I worked for AT&T at the time. And AT&T was a brand name, household name. But for this particular service, we were not. The service I was pitching now is commodity. But back then, it was known as Content Delivery Network, or CDN now. Um, it was the ability to accelerate websites without having to deploy infrastructure all over the world. That's table stakes now. Back in 2008, there were still many, many companies that were moving online from brick and mortar that needed this. This particular insurance company was one of them, and they were with the incumbent that had majority share, market share for this particular service. In trying to overcome this, the, the IT manager that was making the decision said, I would have to come in significantly lower in terms of price for them to even entertain leaving the incumbent provider. And so without knowing, remember, this is my first deal, without knowing what the price points were, I just presumed, because this is my first sales job, I presumed price was price was price, meaning AT&T's price was Verizon's price, was T-Mobile's price, was this incumbent's price. Everybody had the same thing. I just presumed that very, very wrong presumption, but a great lesson. But so I went back to my deal desk and I said, I need, this is my first deal. Please help me out. I need your absolute best price. I got the, I got their usage 
from the customer. I knew exactly what they were using, how much of it they're using, what technologies they're using, because being a former engineer, that I had down. That was second nature to me. So I was confident in, in providing the requirements back to my deal desk. You know, a few days later, I get my deal desk approval. At the time, it was $2,500 a month was the price that I was allowed to deliver to the end customer. My first sales deal, my first opportunity, I put into a deck, into a proposal, sorry, not a deck, into a document, and ship it off. Crickets after that. The customer didn't respond. Follow-up after follow-up. About three weeks later, they finally came back, and they said, they can't take my proposal credibly because what I was charging $2,500 for the incumbent was charging $80,000 a month for. So they couldn't, even though we could deliver it at that price, granted maybe a subpar product because it was fledgling at the time, but nonetheless, we'd be able to deliver the service at that price of $2,500. I didn't know what the budget was. I didn't even have an idea of what they were spending. And I actually lost that because we were too low on price. And that, that was a lesson that, was, that I took to heart. And, you know, what is 2008 to 23? Um, 15 years later, it still, still rings true. And since that lesson, that School of Hard Knocks lesson, I have um, at AT&T, I stayed there for another four years as a sales rep. I probably had the highest margins because I threw the price book out the window because I couldn't trust it. Um, and I realized you can't trust any price book. The price that you should be selling your product for is what the customer values in your product and what they're willing to pay. And the better you are as a sales rep in, in selling the value and the, and the value points for the product and being able to help them build a business case around your, the value proposition, um, whatever price the product management team sets doesn't really mean a whole lot because you could probably sell, sell it for more. And so as such, I did that. And I, if, if any of the product managers or the deal desk folks um, looked at my sales, I had the hard, highest margins. In fact, it helped me to the point whenever I needed to ask for a favor for deal, from deal desk, they would give it blindly almost. It would be a rubber stamp because they knew that I, if I'm asking for an aggressive price, it's because I couldn't sell the value of whatever it was. And this was a strategic enough deal that I needed aggressive pricing on. So that's a long way of saying, um, while you can't avoid the school of hard knocks, make sure you, you understand the lessons from them so that you can be a better sales rep going forward. That's my two cents. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to check us out at www.excelogy.com. 